Welcome back to this week's edition of Men of the Machine. This is, uh, uh, oh, I'm Kevin, and today I've got the doctor back and the boys are back in town, DJ. Hey. I'm not forgetting your name this time. Last time I skipped over, actually, I think both last times I skipped right past your name and just went to some sort of doctor analogy. That's true, but we're good here. Yeah, I'm not playing that game no more. Uh, today is a uh, claim to fame callback to what the show started with back forever ago with me and Patrick and purely comic talk. Well, I mean, not purely. Tangents happen, but the intention is purely comic talk. Mostly comic talk. Mostly yes. comic talk. Uh, and what we're doing is, uh, I've done two so far that were called Comic Creation, and I think literally just called Comic Creation 2. I'm not very clever sometimes. But what it is, is we're going to build stories of our favorite heroes and villains and yada yada, and try to create our own storyboarded version of a comic book story. The the Barry Bonds twist on that, wait, that doesn't work. The M. Night Shyamalan twist. I got Barry Bonds in my head. Me and JJ were talking sports earlier. I see. The uh the big twist to this is we are going to do it. Uh, what would you what would you call this? Uh, we're gonna go some... names from a hat style. Like, have Name... you seen whose line is it anyway? Where they get scenes from a hat? Yeah, I, it's just names from a hat seemed like there should be a term there, but there's not, and that's okay. We are we have a hat with twenty Marvel and DC heroes, a hat with twenty Marvel and DC villains, and another hat with ten uh, conditions for the story. And not only that, uh, we split it up evenly between Marvel and DC. So there's 10 DC, 10 Marvel. Yep. We also split it between uh, very common, well-known names like you know, Superman, Wolverine. I'm assuming Wolverine. Wolverine's right? in there. I actually thought you were uh -huh. going to say like Iron Man, and I didn't put Iron Man in it. Ah. There's no room. There, I only had 10. You know how many good heroes there are? But we have like five uh Common ones. Uh, I think we, uh, for each side, have at least one hero team and one villain yeah. team as well. So that was the nice thing um, about picking... So I picked Marvel and you picked DC. That was the nice thing about picking Marvel is there's such an insane amount of like really well-known heroes to pick from. Going obscure is almost insanely too obscure. Whereas DC has like 10 in your face, you know these people, there's no way around it, and then just a slew of supporting casts. Right, and there's a few really common heroes that I had to leave off of mine, too. Like, Green Lantern's not on there. Yeah, and, oh, man, that's a bummer. I love Green But it makes sense. Because with mine, first, I mean, it would be very easy to just go with ten people who have been an Avenger. It would be very easy to go with just ten people who have been in the uh, X-Men. It would be very easy to just pick the Fantastic Four and each give them a slot. Like, each person could be their own slot. Yeah. So, with that regard, like, I didn't go super... So one of them that we've been chit-chatting all morning about, not literally, but for a few minutes, is Moon Knight. He's, mm -hmm. He slipped in there. Not obscure in a major way, but I would say most people don't know him. He's obscure in that he has not entered the MCU yet, so yeah, people don't know him. Yeah, so that keeps him sort of like with this like shroud of unknown. But if you asked a comic book fan, most of them will know who Moon Knight is. Yeah, and like, if you I could a immediately non, picture him, so... Yeah, the sweet white cowl and stuff. He looks, mm -hmm. he looks awesome. But a non-comic fan, someone who likes the movies and such, no, they're not going to know. Well, I would guess they're not going to know. I, I could be surprised, I suppose. Uh, and then on villain side, kind of the same thing. I mean, you had it tougher with villain. Oh, no, it's the same thing. So with Marvel, I could pick a dozen of villains that were major against each person, yada, yada. There's so many. And with DC, it's it's 
Batman villains in Lex Luthor. Yeah, the difficulty with DC is not just picking Batman villains. So I tried to fill it out with some other characters, rogues galleries, and... It's not to say there aren't other good villains. It's just that those are the best villains. Yes. it's Even compared to Marvel villains, Batman's rogues is probably in the top ten. Which means there's them. some really cool DC villains that I didn't put on there, like notable... Uh, did you get Condiment Man on there? I did not put Condiment uh, Man on there. I didn't there. know if you were going to sneak <laughs> it in. I put one weird pick on there, which is Slipknot, the the guy who can climb anything. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess what could be fun with that is he's just if you get like Spider Man and Slipknot, he's just always climbing Spider Man's webs. <laughs> that could be real interesting. <laughs> he just follows him around by climbing everything he climbs. Uh, but like no Ra's al Ghul, <laughs> no Deathstroke. Oh, okay. There's ways for this to come into play though. Yes. So, couple of ground rules. One. The main focus of the story has to be one of the characters you draw. So you could make a villain-themed story if you wanted, but it ha- those two guys, uh, you know, such and such, have to be the main focal point. You can't draw Cyclops and then just make an X-Men story. Yep. Uh, you have to, but... It could be an X-Men story, but Cyclops is the focus. Exactly, but it's really hard to do an X-Men story where you focus on one character. Mm. I mean, it's a... Other than... Even Wolverine gets lost in the mix because there's so many good things going on. But now it's point. Uh, that's rule number one. Rule number two is you can't... So if you draw a single villain, single name... So I do have, like, for example, The Avengers is in the hero. just Because that's its own book, is The Avengers. Right, and I have the Justice League. Exactly. You kind of have to. So aside from those, if you draw Moon Knight, you can't just go willy-nilly pulling in... Uh, uh, I don't freaking know. Elektra can't just show up. Well, actually, wait. Moon Knight's in New York, and I'm pretty sure he comes across a couple other heroes. We'll have to look into that. Let's a different pick. You can't just draw uh, Superman and then just randomly have like uh, Nightwing show up in it. Like, no, that's he's not really in the Superman stories. That's a bit of a stretch. You stick to Superman's universe, and same for villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, three. We had another one. I remember those two definitively, and we made a third rule. If we can't remember it, we'll just wing it. I, I do remember that we mentioned uh, supporting cast around the hero. Like, if you draw Batman, absolutely you can have Robin and yes. Alfred. And... Yes. And uh, same thing goes for villains. Um, if you draw, like, Venom as a Spider-Man villain, you can you can have Doc Ock show up and cause some ruckus, but you can't have Loki show up. Right. Same thing. Just keep it, keep it, keep it trill. Is what the kids say. Now, of I don't course, actually know what trill means. I don't either. I just have heard it. I, I really am just <laughs> old at this point. If I try to use like young people slang, I, fe- I I'm now at the point where I feel awkward. Like, oh yeah, that was lit, and you now haven't I just said feel real something's bad. on oh. fleek yet. Uh, <laughs> no, if I say that, I just I get the feeling like, wow, I'm really old. DJ, how was lunch? Oh, those hot dogs were on fleek today. I think we'd all love it. Mm-hmm. I think Albert would oh, go we, nuts. We, yeah, <laughs> he would lose his mind at work. All right, not enough. Enough. Okay, so the the we established the ground rules, but then there's the third hat, the conditions, and yes. the conditions overwrite all. So if yes. the condition goes against one of the ground rules, the condition takes. Precedence. I'm not giving you an example of my conditions. Neither am I. Maybe after the fact, we could just do a little like it would have been fun for this. Uh, crossovers are cool. What are we gonna do if, for example, I have no idea if these are the names in the thing. What if one of us draws a uh, Green Arrow? And the villain we draw is Galactus. Oh, like, like there's a huge mismatch yeah, in power between... Yeah, that's, uh, one of us draws Superman and the other person draws Bullseye. Like, what do you do there? Do we Are we just going to get roll with it? 
I'm cool I, with I think with it. I think you gotta roll with it. If okay. the if there's a huge power disparity between the hero and villain, I think you could make a really interesting underdog story. True. Even if it has to be from the villain's perspective. True. Also, like, keep in mind, Bullseye does have adamantium bones at now, in, which I have a huge issue with, but it's cool, whatever. Or perhaps you could have the villain doing something clever to get the upper hand on an overpowered superhero, or vice versa. And the wind condition can change anything. Or not wind condition, but some of them are. The, uh, what, what are we calling them? What were you calling them? Wild cards? What was that thing? I, I've just been saying conditions. Yeah, we'll just They, they can it. shake it up. All right. They can flip the script. Rock, paper, scissors, see who goes first. All right, and whoever is drawing from the hat is taking the role of the writer. The other person is taking the role of the editor, right? Yeah, pitch ideas like, oh, that yep. does sound cool. What if this happened? And then the writer makes the executive decision. J- just one. Right. Winner gets choice. Okay, they so, get to choose either writer or editor first. Yeah, ready? All right. Rock, paper, scissor, shoot. Motherfucker. Okay, you win. Yeah. I always, I don't know if you've heard this before and that's why you did that. I always throw paper. Ah. I can't honestly remember the last time I've not thrown paper. Even like a best of three. It's just paper, paper, paper. Yeah, so what you guys didn't see is I threw scissors, he threw paper. Um, <laughs> you never like know. Rock is, Rock is considered the OP strategy, so a lot of people pick it, but because everyone knows it's the OP strategy, people try to pick to counter it a whole lot. And so I it is unfair. To it beats scissors. Yeah. I can't beat scissors with my paper, no. so Jesus. Uh, what would you rather, write the story or fix mine? Well, you're the host, so I think you should be the first one to take a go at the writer's Okay. in the writer's chair I'll so grab the first hat all right that is the uh you hold it is this the hero's hat or the villain that's hat? the hero's hat uh right. best i can re- yeah that's definitely and we have a very good chance of having a marvel dc crossover here. oh yeah it's, it's, it's 50 50 yeah. we're rolling the dice uh this one's mine all right hero i got oh i got captain marvel shazam i got shazam you got dc's captain marvel okay, yeah the, DC's, that's one of mine. dc's yeah. yeah it's yours dc's captain marvel uh, let's just go with Shazam. It'll be easier for everyone. I mean, he is can, Shazam now. Uh, you can just set it to the side. All right, next one. Villain. Oh, sh- that's a really strong hero, too. He is. Okay. He's oh, basically a Superman type. We're also going to do a quick synopsis of who these people are. Yep. Oh, another one of yours. Captain Boomerang. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. So DC's this is, Captain this is Marvel one of versus those, Captain like, Boomerang. Unbalanced yeah, things. this is a little unbalanced. That's all right. And then uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's your this one I can't here. look into because I, yep, I can yep. see right in the bottom of this hat. Uh, one of mine, I think, and it is. Are oh, you folded both of these? God so. damn it! It's yours. Okay. Okay. I got all DJ inside a massive crossover event. That's a good save. Mm. That's a good save on a boomerang story. Yep. Freaking Boomerang. Up hey, Boomerang doesn't have to be the villain of this crossover event. It's just that this is the incident that's going to lead into a massive crossover. So I guess... Shazam right... is going to do something with Captain Boomerang, and it's going to incite a crossover. So with going into this, I'm going to do a quick Google on Shazam okay. so I know his powers. Boomerang's... We all know Boomerang's powers. He so, doesn't have any, and he can throw something. Shazam was actually the first comic I ever read. Really? Yes, um... He is a hero with some interesting history because he is a DC hero, mm-hmm. but his original name was Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. He was written in the 40s to steal the trademark for Captain Marvel from... Uh, it's a good system. From Marvel. It's a very good system. <laughs> He's basically just another Superman. So his he his powers are basically just like Superman. Okay. With the gimmick that uh, his alter ego, he's a kid named Billy Batson. Mm-hmm. And in order to transform into Captain Marvel, he has to say the word Shazam. And isn't that also how he comes out of Captain Marvel? 
How does he stop being Captain Marvel? Um, that's going to be later on when Marvel actually got to have their own Captain Marvel, which is the one that everyone's probably anticipating if they saw Infinity War. Yeah. Um, Spoilers. Uh, Jeez, that, man. Captain Marvel's not a spoiler. We know that they're making a Captain Marvel movie. I guess that's fair. But, the so, after credit scene is dope, though. So later they did change this guy's name to Shazam. So in current continuity, his name is in fact Shazam. The mm-hmm. comics are called Shazam. Still the same character, kind of doing the same thing. Uh, when he's in his kid form, he's just a normal kid, though. Mm-hmm. If he can't say Shazam, he doesn't get his powers. Okay, okay. So he has to say it aloud, and then when he does get his powers, I've got the abilities right here. Okay, so Wikipedia is a little weird. This is just all the abilities they've had. You know, each writer does a little bit something different. Mm-hmm. Wisdom of Solomon, which is near god uh, level. Yeah, so Sh- Shazam is an acronym, and it stands for what his uh, powers are. So really? S- Solomon, Wisdom of Solomon. Yep. Uh, H Hercules, strength of Hercules, Superman strength. Uh, Atlas, uh, endurance of Atlas, stamina and durability. Uh, Zeus, yep, uh, power of Zeus, C- uh, control over magic, lightning, and and immortality. Okay. Yep. Uh, uh, A is Achilles, which is indom- courage of Achilles. Yeah, indomitable will. Uh, S speed of Mercury. Super yeah, so that's the M in the Shazam and teleportation via the rock of eternity it says in here yeah he, there's a special like point and you probably don't need to worry too yeah, much why do about you need that teleportation if you have all the rest of the stuff i did not know that's what his name was and how it was laid out like that but that's freaking cool so he's a god uh, yes he's more superman than superman almost Right, um, but with the gimmick that normally he's a little kid and he can't access the powers unless he can say his magic word. All right, all right, all right. So, and when he transforms, he becomes like a full adult, so it's like impossible to tell that one's the other. So here's what I'm thinking. All right, we're doing. I'm, no, we're not pausing. We're not editing in like a break to think this over. We're going right for it. Here's what I'm thinking, yep. just from the start. So Boomerang is a just low level like basic guy his superpower is that he's australian <laughs> yeah and he's his superpower i don't even think he can throw anything i think it's literally his boomerang he's real good with boomerangs so um, i'm gonna i usually gonna... fights the flash so there is usually a power disparity uh, also there's a difference into. between captain boomerang and boomerang mm. don't know if you knew that mm. i don't know the differences i just remember patrick being like hey they actually said captain boomerang in the movie so uh he is ability master of boomerangs so he is an expert marksman so yes. that's good to know because I'm going to use that. An expert combatant, and he use a lot, utilizes sorry various trick and weaponized boomerangs. So he's got kind of a batarang attack uh, uh, level of gadgetry for his boomerangs. I'm going to guess. Yeah, and he is he is tricky. He does normally go against the flash, so there is usually a huge power disparity so going up against. I know how I want it. My main story is going to immediately incite my condition of making a crossover. All right, so here's what's happening. Shazam, how young's the kid that Shazam is? Um, he's like, I think like 13, 14. It's Depends perfect. on the writer, I guess. That's perfect. So what I'm going to do, so so Boomerang's got this uh, different weaponized Boomerangs, right? Mm-hmm. And he is doing his low-level stuff, Robin Banks and whatnot. As he's doing this, whatever hero's in the area stops him. I think that's kind of how DC works. He doesn't have a town specifically. He's yeah, we'll, we'll get a low-level hero in. You, what, what hero do you want to pull No, no, in? no, I don't want one in. Oh, okay. so so he's robbing the banks, right? Everybody's tied up, but Billy Bat Batson, right? I'm saying yep. that right. William is walking down and realizes some shit's going on. He's like, "Oh, come on, I can stop this in two seconds." So he decides, "I'm going to uh, take advantage of this." But as he goes around the corner or whatever, so no one doesn't know it, Boomerang sees that out of the corner of his eye. So Boomerang's doing his thing, holding. He up sees the some ba- kid just break yeah, off from the club. Yeah, crowd he's, and- he's just like, "Whoa, where are you going?" So he starts doing his thing. Uh, 
grabs the jewels, and he's like, I gotta get out of here. As he's going out, Shazam confronts him. Obviously a losing fight. He's like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. So he gets punched once or whatever and thrown in jail. Flash forward to, let's say, he gets out in a year. Going around his, uh, town, and, he, and while he's in jail, he's, like, pulling his own personal detective version of, like, how, how was Shazam there? Like, I, I waited for a moment when all the other heroes were busy. I thought I was going to get away this time. This guy just showed up. And he starts thinking it through, and through clever writing, he realizes that kid that stepped away has to be involved somehow. Uh, so he's figured out some connection between Billy and Shazam. Yeah, he doesn't know that Billy is Shazam. He's just like, oh, that kid walked away. Like He wasn't. He didn't even care that I was about to murder these people at the bank. So he gets out of jail, and he decides to track down this guy. Uh, this kid uh now billy as far as i'm concerned as a kid isn't really savvy to the fact that uh, to the superhero side of his life so he's not paying attention to this guy not necessarily tailing him but kind of being aware of him you know right i mean he has had connections to the justice league before yeah that's true so in this one he's just like being a kid sure he's like there's no reason why anyone would think anything going about school so you you do a bunch of issue a bunch of panels not issues of him like watching him at school and, and you know like him following him on his way home and uh go- billy uh, goes and picks up his comics on wednesdays and whatever mm-hmm. and he decides he hasn't seen any connection he's like what the shit i thought i would have seen shazam at some point uh so he decides to take a more direct approach and stage something big this is where the crossover starts Okay. So he decides to stage something big. So he contacts a couple of his Suicide Squad buddies. Let's say he's in Suicide Squad at this time. Sure. Uh, or just had been done with Suicide Squad. Whatever. Well, yeah, because he wouldn't be robbing a bank with the explosive Yeah, no, no, collar, no, no, no. This but... is, so he contacts a bunch of other criminals and is like, hey, start something. You know how all this shit's going on? We'll pretend like there's, for some reason, a lot of unrest, so all the villains are causing havoc anyways. He's like, come with me. We're going to start something down here. So he knows the kid will be nearby. Mm-hmm. has one of the villains let's say who would be a good villain to have do something stupid um captain boomerang <laughs> no <laughs> you can't um, take it away from it yeah uh let's see i'm literally just thinking of the suicide squad movie and i don't want to oh all right yeah so he's like all right slipknot all i want you to do is run in grab the jewels run out and climb away that's it you're just a diversion and he doesn't tell slipknot about the rest of this Okay. And he goes and waits, and he's got him on, like, let's say a walkie. And the kid is walking by, and he says, go, 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 go. So Slipknot, using his just patented Slipknot, runs in, Jules comes out, and climbs everything. He, You know what? He doesn't just climb one building. He's having fun with it. He's climbing across the building. Oh, he's got it. It's this thing. It's yeah, one he's, thing. he's Spider-Man swinging with his climb abilities. Uh, and Captain Boomerang just watches the kid. Mm-hmm. And he watches the kid run into an alley, turn into... Or, and by the time he comes around to catch him, already Shazam, because it only takes a second. It only takes a... You just got to say the word. Yeah. There's like a flash of lightning. Yeah. And then he's... So the so he hears the kid say Shazam, but he doesn't see the transformation. He just sees Shazam. And Shazam's already in the air going after uh, Mr. Climby Boy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, God damn it. So I missed it, but it's clearly something huge. So catch a Slipknot, throws him in jail. Uh, Slipknot climbs his way out of jail, sure. And goes and tells the other villains that, like, this guy set me up. Can you believe this? Starts a villain feud against Captain Boomerang. At this point, Captain Boomerang decides, I'm getting to the bottom of this. Using one of his super cool boomerangs, he waits till Billy's walking by an alley, throws the boomerang, it comes out, curves around, and it's got like, um, 
what could we do? So he doesn't know that saying the words will turn him. So let's say like it, it, it like ropes him up real quick. Like he throws it from afar, so it, you can't see him doing it. Yep, and it just and like it, deploys a net or something. Yeah, and just catches the kid. So he runs out, and as he's running there, all of a sudden the net's like shattered, and Shazam is standing there. He's like, "What the fuck? Like, how is this?" So then he he uh, oh no, it's got to be you got to figure he's got to figure out a Shazam right now. So the net hits him, downs him, and he comes from the other way. So the kid kid saw where the boomerang was coming, but he doesn't see Captain Boomerang coming up behind him. So he says Shazam, breaks out of the net. Boomerang just ducks into the corner, right like the alley right next to him. He's just like, oh, get out of here. But now Captain Boomerang has witnessed the he transformation. And he's what seen it him is. say Shazam to do it. Yeah, so now Billy is on notice. He's like, something's going on. So he goes to the Justice League. And he's like, they know someone has been after me. Multiple crimes are happening directly outside of where I am. Someone tried to capture me with with this net. And uh, he shows he like shows the net thing. And let's say Batman's the genius of everything. He's like, I know exactly whose net that is. Okay. I know who did that. So now the Justice League and all of, of DC, or not all of DC, but you know, when you tell the Justice League, it's kind of implied that all the heroes, you know, it goes, because there's so yep. many different people. I guess this could be any of the Justice Leagues. They go, they're like, we're going we're gonna to get to the bottom of this. We're going to go get Captain Boomerang and figure it out. I mean, as far as they're concerned, Captain Boomerang is now threatening a kid. Yes, so. but on the flip side of this, Captain Boomerang has already went and told everyone about Shazam. Twist oh. on it is, though, no one believes him. Because he he's, he's Captain Boomerang. Well, no, because he just fucked, well, that is one thing, but he just messed with Slipknot. Like oh, right. he, he just set up Slipknot for this big thing. They're like, you're trying to get, you, what are you doing? You want us to go fight this kid and then, you know, die by the Justice League? Like, what are you doing? It's a big, it's a big, uh, nobody trusts Boomerang. This is a Boomerang story. This is not a Shazam yeah. story. <laughs> I kind of like that angle, though. This is a Boomerang on the outside. Like, he's like, I know the one of the most powerful heroes. I know who he is and how he becomes who he is. And how to beat him. And how to beat him now. And nobody trusts me. So... In doing all this, he just decides he has nothing to lose, and he goes after the villains to incite this big fight, like just to cause a uh, uh, not a mirage, uh, a distraction. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a word I'm looking for. It doesn't matter. Everyone freaks out. Villains are fighting each other because Boomerang's like throwing bombs in people's hideouts and like leaving notes from one person to the other. We're in, we're assuming Boomerang's a little more clever than he actually is. Well, that's okay though. So, like, basically, Boomerang's now angry because the other villains aren't uh, aren't listening to him. So he's basically inciting a war between villains. He's pissed that nobody believes him, but he's also aware that the heroes are probably going to be onto him any minute now. He's like, "This is the there's no there's got to be something." So he incites like this villain war to try and distract the Justice League. Yeah. So like, he can sneak around and get it shazam exactly he's like i can do this i will i will be take this is a big uh like call to arms for him this is a you'll take me seriously when i take down shazam sort of a thing mm. so as they're fighting and all the heroes are like we don't know what's going on but we know we got to stop this we, we can't let whatever's going on and if you know from earlier in the story there's already a lot of unrest amongst the villains i don't know mm-hmm. why i didn't put that in the story yet but we already that doesn't matter. It. That could be something you find out about later yeah, in the crossover. Yeah, they're pissed about something, and Boomerang's little like wrench in the gears is the last straw. They're just like, oh, fuck it! And they just go nuts and start breaking down buildings. So they're out there doing their whole thing. He realizes uh, what's going on with Shazam, so he waits till he's Billy again. That I'm not sure how we could do. Get Shazam to be Billy again. 
in this sort of big scenario. We got to think of something clever. Well, I mean, Billy's still a kid. He's under the protection of the Justice League now because they're they're worried about him. But like, they'd oh. also want him to to have like a normal life as well. So they're like, hey, you don't have. So he's oh, so that's it. He stays as Shazam for a while while this is all brewing, and then the Justice League is finally like, listen, because maybe there's got to be some reason that he doesn't stay like that forever. They're like, listen. I know you're scared. You don't have to stay like I do this. think there's a time limit on his powers. I that can't remember. That would make more sense. I'm not going to read through the it's, whole thing. Once but... again, it kind of depends on the writer. So yeah. so let's say let's say there's not a time power, but it's like a strain on the child. Okay. So like Shazam knows the longer he stays his godly self, it's hurting the kid. Hmm. So he's clearly struggling from this. It's been a long time. And they're like, listen, you're good. Go back to your normal life. We're pretty sure they don't know anything else. We're going to keep your house on lock like batman's got the well, whole system now there's this whole up. villain uh there's this whole villain uprising going well, on Well, that hasn't so. happened yet that happens at this time okay so after they tell him you're good superman's gonna pop in every now and again flash will do rounds i've got a bunch of security stuff batman says to it i always this is my own personal fault i always picture the justice league through batman's eyes okay so you know how i was just saying like all these people and i'll do the security i've just that's just how i see that so he feels good he turns back into billy and he's going about his life. As he's going about his kid life, shit breaks loose. Like, just stuff goes nuts. Villains are going nuts. So the Justice League, unfortunately, has to pay attention to that. And they kind of let it slip. Like, Flash stops coming around. Superman well, that, stops hovering. That would make sense, because if the villains are having this huge uprising, once again, the advantage to being Captain Boomerang is that nobody yeah, nobody. Boomerang. Yeah. They're just like, oh, yeah, they overlook that again. Because there's, like, <laughs> a, more important stuff is going on. So he, the way he gets... I want him to actually catch Billy. The way he does it is he waits till all that breaks loose. He notices that uh, there's no longer any lightning bolts outside his house to see the flash run by and all this other stuff. And he decides he's this. there's only one way to do this because he saw the transformation. So using his expert marksman slash boomerang ability, he waits for, let's say, Billy to like come outside to like go down to the store and he throws his thing and it covers Billy's mouth immediately. So okay. Billy starts freaking out and like grabbing at his his face and like trying to get this thing off so he can obviously Shazam out of there, uh, and he can't. And then he throws another one, hog ties his legs up, and then he falls down, hits himself on the head, and he's a kid, so he's not mm. just gonna be like, "Oh, I'm fine, let's fight now." You know, he's knocked out. So he goes and he kidnaps Billy. Okay. I think this could all. I think you could easily do this in like six issues up to what I've said. Right. And it's an eight issue series, so you got two more. The next one, I think you could do an incredibly cool uh, one-sided conversation, like in a super deep, like you, you'd need a really good writer for it. I'm not, I'm not suited for this. Who, it's Captain Boomerang talking to this kid, you're a child and you have the power of all the gods. I'm a villain and no one takes me seriously. You've seen that trope before yeah. and other stuff. I think that would be like a beautiful issue of just, you, you show every now and again, every few pages, you show some panels of the shit that's going on. And nobody realizing that Boomerang and the kid are gone. Mm-hmm. And they're talking. He's, he's, he's hashing out. He hates him. How You know, you're a piece of trash. But look who caught you. I caught you. You know, the whole nine yards. But what he doesn't realize is that Billy's got a tracker on him because Batman's got backup plans. And he's Boomerang, so he doesn't look over everything. He's clearly not that good. Mm-hmm. Last issue, uh, let's say uh, Batman just goes in there himself because he thinks he can... He's like, I don't need the Justice League. This is Boomerang. And you could do a pretty cool little fight scene with weaponized Boomerangs versus Batman. 
Mm-hmm. Like maybe an open warehouse so he has the room to fight. It's not just a direct like small building thing. You could do like a big open. Uh, so he has the advantage of the long distance, all this, that, and the other. And they come back. So you could do a cool like he throws this one. Batman dodges it, knows it's coming back, dodges it again, but doesn't realize that it's actually self-powered. Uh, so it comes back a third time, clocks him in the face. Uh, you could do traps and all this cool stuff. I don't know. I might need you up there. And then right. uh, the rest of the Justice League shows up and he, uh, instead of getting defeated, because Batman and him are going back and forth pretty good. I'm not going to say I'm going to have him beating Batman, but they're they're doing well. Justice League shows up and he's just like, all right. He admits defeat, but he takes that with him to jail. Like, I caught Shazam. And he, kinda, he gets to own the mini victory. I went toe-to-toe with Batman. I caught the god. The only reason they won was because I overlooked something. So he takes a mini victory for himself. Okay. That's a cool Captain Boomerang story. Yeah, it would be a neat Captain Boomerang story. Or a terrible one, depending on the writer. If I'm the writer, it's going to be pretty rough. But I don't know. And it, well, it is a crossover. I don't know if it's quite a massive event crossover. Yeah, that's the hard part. You got to. Okay. What if you, at the end, wrote in some way that Captain Boomerang gets Shazam's powers? Whoa, that would be nuts. Does it say how the kid got him? Uh, duh, he got him from a wizard. Okay. So, so I don't think Boomerang is uh, clever enough to find that wizard. I think the wizard's dead. Yeah, well, that um, is a, that's a twofer on the, the Captain Boomerang. That's a, oh no, but I Captain like that. Boomerang could find some way to steal uh, yeah, Shazam's the, powers. Uh, is there any other super? So Lex has plans. We're all in. The cool thing is this all stayed in the DC universe. Yes. Uh, there's there's got to be someone who can do that. There's got to be someone that Boomerang can have like a, an honest discussion and convince him. If I can catch this person, can you help me get his powers? Like, I mean, he... you could go with uh, Billy's nemesis, Black Adam. Oh, yeah. Who knows the who knows the score? Uh, that, that's what's going on with Shazam. And, and you could and you could play that into how the Justice League knows something is up because massive villain outbreak. Where the heck's Black Adam? Where the heck's Sh- Sh- Shazam? Like, what's going on here? And maybe Black Adam does just wants to depower Shazam, mm-hmm. but and Captain Boomerang plays it clever and decides to steal the power to get him end. back to himself. And then you have Black Adam and Shazam Boomerang versus the Justice League. Mm-hmm. They don't have Shazam to counteract Black Adam, and then they have to take on their own Shaz- another Shazam. And Black Adam is basically just the same powers as yeah, Shazam, but a bad guy. It's so. almost identical. Um, we're not going to look that up now. That's cool. That's an awesome final issue of just like Justice League versus Boomerang and Black Adam with Shazam's powers. You'd have to have the. You can't have him win. You can't have Boomerang walk away with these powers. That's too. Oh yeah, but the the that's what the event is going to be yeah. now. Boomerang is causing havoc yeah. in the DC universe yeah. because he was a second rate villain who is now like a god. has god powers and now he's. Aww. It is his yeah. day of reckoning. I love that. Okay, yeah, that's a good that's a good story. So, uh, mid kidnap, we can still have the kidnap thing happen. We can just <laughs> shrink the timeline at first. Like we don't need to make that the sixth or seventh issue. We shrink that down. Make the first stuff go quicker. He gets Black Adam on his side because Black Adam, many everyone else hears Shazam and they're like, "Oh, we're screwed." Black Adam, he gets a hold of somehow. That would be an easy write in. And Black Adam's like, "All right, I you know what? I'll give you a shot." Whole plan plays out, works well. He gets the powers. They start fighting the Justice League. Boomerang, you know what? You know how Boomerang can lose? So they're beating, they're fighting the Justice League and they're winning. They're kicking ass. 
Boomerang, due to his own ego and stupidity, decides to take a little bit of anger out on the villains. So he basically just overlooks, let's say, some... I feel like that would have to happen. Right. Because now, now that he has his powers, he's like, well, look who's in charge now, and he starts bullying he the other villains He has to around. have some sort of, like, I'm on top sort of moment. And when he does, that's his downfall. Uh, you could even have him and Black Adam fight. Oh, I think you would. I think this would inevitably happen. So he starts happen. fighting the villains. The heroes are down. As the heroes start to come back up, he's like, all right, I got to pay attention to you. But then him and Black Adam have an issue because, I mean, I, I'm sure Black Adam has some reason to well, hate Shazam. Well, look, look, yes. Uh, I mean, he, he, was, he was like, uh, he betrayed uh, Shazam's parents and got them killed because he wanted the powers uh, of Black Adam. And oof. Okay, so then that's perfect. He's like, the whole point of me helping you was to get rid of that guy not make you him right now i'm gonna get rid of you because he knows captain boomerang is not as experienced as shazam is he just got the he just has the powers Mm -hmm. um which technically gives you the wisdom but we can write that off as he didn't get the wisdom he's still boomerang (laughs) everything else right but not the wisdom (laughs) and so he's fighting they're going back and forth and black adam starts beating him and then he's down like on his last leg justice league comes in takes out black adam strips him of his powers throws him in the clink Mm-hmm. And then he has to live his days as like, ah, oh, shit, I was on, I was there. I had it. I had it all. And I just squandered it. Mm-hmm. That's the ending. That's a good ending. I, I like, like that. that story. That would be nuts. And I'm sure that Patrick could probably poke some hole and be like, well, that's not exactly. Yeah, he knows a lot more works, about but... those characters than we do. Mm-hmm. But that's the beauty of it. He'll text me and I'll retcon this. Well, no, that, I'll mean, revise it. He's like our second editor. It's your story. It doesn't have to fit neatly into continuity. That's true. It they can... do some stupid stuff with some heroes every now and mm-hmm. again. Like, I, I still think Bullseye having an adamantium skeleton makes absolutely no sense. I don't know why anybody likes it. I hate it. He doesn't have a healing factor. He's not super strong. The skeleton weighs like 600 pounds. He just wouldn't be able to move. Mm. Let alone it would kill him. Ah, just, okay. Not the point, not the point. That was, I'm happy with that story. I didn't think I'd go villain first from the start, but I kind of didn't have a choice. Mm. All right. Grab a hat. All right. Uh, uh, that's villains, so we'll start, start with heroes. Yep, we'll start with heroes. J- DJ's turn. Ooh, we'll I do... I am the writer now. So that took a half hour? Well, no, the story only took like... 15 20 minutes but right we had a, an intro man, we might only get one of these in each and that's, that's okay right. yeah that's okay if it does we'll have these for the future right, maybe in like thing. a few months that looks like it's one of mine yep. oh i got lobo Whoa, okay oh this is gonna be interesting that was a personal request so i'm a little salty you got it now we're gonna move on to villains it better be man i have a few weak villains in mind so i hope you get a good one uh, lobo's dc for those who don't know yep yep another one of yours another it's all me mad mod okay <laughs> okay you might have to go villain heavy on this one too my uh, no i think i can make this interesting okay but let's well, see what our condition is we got a condition look away this is this is important i refolded these puppies let's let's shuffle around with my hands oh. a little bit i think this is one of your oh, you folded them all so oh yeah that's true hero loses power that's that's perfect oh, man. that's literally Sorry, the only one bit, no no so you're fine know. that's literally the perfect one because lobo's basically a god right all right so let's look up what he's losing i'll give you a quick i'm using this because it's just less all annoying. right and this is also important for history for anyone who's listening and doesn't yeah that's familiar true. with these characters did you know that stan lee has said that lobo is his favorite dc character <laughs> really yeah. i believe that he's a goofball though uh lobo is wolf in spanish yes uh, that's not what <laughs> that's not what he is that's not what i was after i just typed in lobo and it freaking popped up all right so lobo himself uh, fictional character in DC, obviously. 
Uh, he is an alien born on the utopian planet of Cesarnia and works as an interstellar mercenary and bounty hunter. Yep. Ballin. His powers include superhuman senses, strength, speed, stamina, and durability. Yep. He has a healing factor. Immortality is technically a power of his. Genius level intellect. Cloning. Formally, someone gave him cloning, and apparently they took it. And he has a red power ring. Mm. So he's... I mean... I mean, the basic idea is that you should think of him somewhere, like, between Wolverine and Cable, because he is very much intended to be, like, a, uh, a sort of satire on those sorts of characters. God, and he... So he's... I know his comics can be a little on the funny side, but they can also be a little on the, like, overly dark side. They straddle that. Uh, let me look up Mad Mod now. So that's... I mean, there's a lot you can play into that. The, a Lobo story should basically just be a really fun, like gore fest sort of story but not like in a super dark sort of way but in more of like a fun sort of way all right so uh mad mod is a villain from the teen titans yep. who's okay so this i'll read exactly his powers and abilities <laughs> okay, on wikipedia during the mad mods heyday as a villain he would match his outrageous clothing with a way uh, with a way out approach in his intricate but deadly traps he would employ a gang of thugs to do most of the handiwork that needed muscle in other words, doesn't have any. He has no powers. He is a fashion designer. He is a fashion designer who lays some sick traps. That's about all we've got so yep. far. He he's a, kind of a gadgeteer. Like when uh, he was reimagined in the Teen Titans cartoon, which he does show up in. Yeah. Uh, he they basically made him kind of a gadgeteer, like trap master yep. thing. Yeah, they could... give him a lot of like illusions. They give him a lot of like mm-hmm. cool. Di- Remember his his house like changes shapes and sizes and you're like what is going on he's also like super brit if you if you're having trouble picturing this guy start with austin powers and you don't need to go too that's much exactly yeah uh, just the red hair the glasses like a <laughs> british shirt with red and white and blue stripes he Not looks like the american he walked, flag he lo- british flag yeah he looks like he walked out of britain in the middle of the 1960s and yeah. didn't ever change he looks great <laughs> okay so you got a lot to work with here lobo versus mad right, so mod lobo's got to get depowered in this story and mad mod is the villain so why is lobo after mad mod i think is the is the question because Lobo's the kind of person he's, who's going to incite this he's a mercenary he'll take anything you get is there someone who you can think of who'd have it out for mad mod um uh, who could care about Mad Mod? Yeah, is the question. No, we're getting some pretty weak villains, but in a good way. Um, let's say uh, this is a Lobo story, so the Lobo stories can be kind of silly. So let's okay. say that. Um, ooh, uh, let's. Anyone? Uh, let's let's say uh, Brother Blood puts a hit out on Mad <laughs> Mod because he uh, ripped him off on costume designs for the Hive. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, it's a goofy the, story. Sure. He, he intends for like any any villain or any anyone can take this, but Lobo's just like, why the hell not? Brother Blood's like super connected. He has a lot of resources. Isn't he, isn't he ancient too, or not ancient, but like it's a never ending li- line of that person? Yeah, it's a title that's passed on. He's got all of Hive's resources. So, so. for whatever reason, Lobo already knows him. I guess right. I guess that would be a good tie. So it's it's the easiest person for him to reach out to, and it's the only guaranteed win so like like brother blood is unreasonably pissed about the state of these costumes that mad bod made just like looks at uh, he looks at his people and they walk out wearing these things and he's like they're they're all they're all dressed like fembots from austin powers (laughs) like like, that (laughs) skimpy silver dresses with like a a lacy (laughs) overlay sold 
So so Lobo comes, he brings Lobo in, and Lobo now has to hunt down Mad Mod, and Mad Mod is like, now, well, he's terrified because Lobo's I was going to say, so would you have that, I guess, as a question from the editor, uh, would you have Mad Mod and Lobo, like, him be aware because Bad Blood says, I'm going to get you, or him go about his life and then all of a sudden realize, oh shit, Lobo's getting me? I'd have him... He it would be an oh shit thing because okay. ba- Brother Blood's not going to tell uh, is obviously not going to let Mad Mod get wind of yeah. this. I mean, you could do like a fitted rage, like he's showing off the designs and he's like, oh, "I'll have your hide." But no, I like that style too. Okay, okay sorry. So Lobo's after him. Uh, he hires a like like he would normally do. Hires a gang of like British thugs who are all yep. like Clockwork Orange themed, <laughs> and they're, they're going to all. they're going to try and beat the shit out of Lobo. But Lobo being Lobo. Just murders them in a bloody and glorious fashion. Does he carry an axe around sometimes or some shit? Oh, he could do anything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say he doesn't come in with any weapons, and they come in with weapons because they're all Clockwork Orange themed. And he just kill, he beats them to death with the penis statue from a Clockwork Orange. Okay, sure. yeah, <laughs> throws it once and it goes through all their heads or something stupid. Like, yeah. So this Mad Mod's like, oh shit. Um, so he's got to come up with something. Uh, he he's, he's like a trap guy. He's got traps. He's grasping. He's desperate. He uh, let's let's have him go to. Um, Wait, what's that? Uh, uh, I don't know if that's in the universe, but isn't there that DC uh, guy, the Mirror guy, Mirror Master? If you go mirror into master. the Mirror World, like you don't have your powers or some shit, right? I might be wrong. I'm probably wrong. There is. I, I think that is a thing, but I don't know it too well. And okay. right now we have it where the entire like most of the villains of the DC universe are not friends with Mad Mod right now because they all want to take this reward for themselves. Oh, that could be how we lead Lobo getting depowered, though, because oh. they don't want Lobo to take the reward. So now, like, oh, so other it's more instead of a to... direct uh, hit call to Lobo, he sends out a APB. I'll give you a million dollars for whoever brings me Mad Mod. Right, and Lobo's responding to it. Now that other villains have realized that Lobo is on Mad Mod's tail, okay. they're like, we need to stop him so that we can get this for ourselves. Okay. So uh, I need a good villain who could actually cancel someone's powers. I mean, so we got to be careful about taking it outside of... That's true. Uh, we can't get it outside the crossover. I mean, but so so that's where another question is. Lobo... I mean, yeah, he exists in his own world and stuff, but he's showing up all over the place. I mean, yeah, that's his that's half his thing. Does he have any friends, team affiliations, Legion, Young Justice, Rebels, Suicide Squad, Justice League? of He was on Suicide Squad. Mm. Justice he can League be a villain or a hero, basically, depending on the right. Yeah, so. Legion, because <laughs> he's a violent squad, dude. but also Justice League of America and Young Justice. It's just insanity. Uh, so you've got a good well of people that he's ran relatively uh, often connected to. I just don't know who. Mm. Someone who could... Because there's no like easy mechanism for taking away this guy's powers, too, because they're just some things he was born with. Yeah, he's um, just a, he's from a different planet. He's just an alien. That's all. Villain can... All right, I, I, I got it. I got it. Okay. We're not going to have anyone else do it. it, it this is all going to be all Mad Mod, because it's Mad Mod's... Uh, okay. It's Mad Mod's story here. Um, basically, he manages to invent, uh, let's say, like a dog collar, because it's that he manages to snap on Lobo somehow. He gets a minion to do it. And basically, anytime Lobo uh, does something, he sends like a shock to Lobo. Okay. So, okay. um, dog collar. Yeah, he has a dog collar. Okay. On. He collars Lobo. And he's got like a little, like, uh, 
let's say that the, that scepter he's got in the Teen Titans cartoon. He presses a button on it, and he can just zap Lobo whenever he wants. That's a and, very like British royal scepter, like with a jewel yep. on top and everything. Yeah, he presses the jewel in, and it uh, it zaps Lobo, and now like like Lobo's invincible. Uh-huh. But he's got it wired in such a way that it just hurts a whole lot, and Lobo well, just so so Lobo's from an alien planet. Is there any way to get Mad Mod to get the lowdown on Lobo's species? Oh yeah, sure, he could figure right because if he figures out just something about the species that he can play to his advantage, uh, that would that would be a, an attempt, a work, something that would work. Sure, but he's got this collar that allows him to zap Lobo whenever Lobo does something he doesn't want him to do. You know what? Keep talking. I'm going to look up Lobo's weaknesses and just see if there's anything. I don't think he has any weaknesses. I think that's kind of the point of the character. No, there's got to be something. Keep going. Keep going. Um, But so with this collar on him, Lobo now wants it off. He, he's just pissed off about this now, and he wants the collar off. And Mad Mod's like, you want the collar off, huh? Well... It just so happens I have a problem with Brother Blood right now. <laughs> he turn, flips the script on yeah. him. All right. He turns Lobo against Brother Blood and the Hive. So brother, he, so he's got Mad Mod levering from one side, trying to sick Lobo on the Hive, and Brother Blood trying to pay Lobo to kill Mad Mod. I mean, that could be cool. Also, yes, I am not finding anything for Lobo weaknesses. And throughout this, you want Mad Mod not. You don't want Mad Mod to be a sympathetic character. He's cowardly. He's tricky. He's... You you could make him like uh uh what the fuck's the name of that guy, the main villain in this is a terrible pull Wonder uh Wonder Woman, uh Underworld, oh. <laughs> that British actor. Basically, every character he plays is like a snarky in your face. I'm better than you guy. You have him be like a very. I know Bill Nighy. The dad from uh, Shaun of the Dead, the stepdad from Shaun of the Dead. Mm. Do you know who I'm talking about? I think, yeah, I know you're talking. So that actor, anyways, in Underworld, he plays the like oldest. Well, the first Underworld until the end of the movie, plays like the oldest vampire, super wise, and what he says goes. And when stuff doesn't go his way, he's like, "Well, it's gonna go my way." He's very spoiled brat. So yeah, Mad Mod is basically lording out over the fact that he has control of Lobo now, and he's being insufferable about it. And your your sympathies lie with Lobo in this. You so just want you're, I want you're you to... waiting for the catharsis of him breaking that collar and uh, and really sticking it to Mad Mod. <laughs> uh, so this is a this is a good one. So he doesn't really have a weakness, but you could tie this into how he gets the shocker onto him. Uh, his main weakness is an uncontrollable personality. He loves to fight and loses patience easily. So if you go based off of the uh, Teen Titans version of Mad Mod, where he has this like fun house, basically, that Lobo can't just punch his way through, mm. he could just get really freaking pissed off and let his guard down. Because that's his thing. He just is like, if I'm not fighting, I don't, I'm, I'm losing control of myself oh even better the collar shocks him when his uh rage gets up too high <laughs> you have it that, set to like his heart rate or his pulse or yeah if like his that. pulse gets too so he's like like mad mod is taming lobo he's <laughs> he's he's a lion tamer but oh. once again you hate mad mod for doing this so because... so you could write i mean i'm just saying i like yours you could write this from either perspective this could be a lobo book this could be a mad mod book it, you mm-hmm. you can write this on either side of it and still be pretty funny like you could do a, a lot of mental stuff with Lobo as he's getting, like you're saying, tamed. Like, I can't do anything. This, this little freaking Austin Powers wannabe has really got me hooked. Uh, but then you can also put it from Mad Mods. Like, I can't believe this is working. Holy shit. Okay, go get him now. 
Like, yeah, and he's just like going through his revenge list, and like it's it's a lot of like Lobo fighting against Hive uh, villains, and just... kind of like the Netflix Marvel scenes where they're fighting through hallways, and the one guy's yeah. clearly winning. When Luke Cage walks through that building, have you seen Luke Cage? Oh, I haven't seen Luke Cage. Ah, uh, no. Okay, I won't tell you, but he has a good fight scene where people are trying to get him, and he's just basically walking through that. Uh, I've seen the scene in Daredevil where they... that's okay, but that's a little more ones. You know, Daredevil is struggling. This one's just like. Right. Lobo walking through Hive. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. And, you know, it, it's very bloody. It ends up in uh, a lot of casualties on both sides. Okay. Okay. Uh, who have... Give, well, come on. The ending. We're only, we've only yeah, set we the got, main we, story. Yeah, keep We do got to get the ending. The ending is that... Lobo breaks the collar and cathartically beats the shit out of uh, <laughs> just like have Mad like a Mod. few panels of just like a bloody Mad Mod. He's <laughs> just going hammer on him because that's I think that's what you're building up this whole story is because you know Lobo fans are got, not going to be happy with the fact that he's being tamed by Mad. He's Mod basically a leashed pit bull, and that, which I do not agree that pit bulls are violent animals. Right, right. You got to put that out there. But the analogy is leashing a pit bull. But that's the that's the idea is that you as the audience are supposed to be there with Lobo. Like, who is this guy? What what is he doing? And you're supposed to be getting more and more pissed off as Mad Mod starts to exert his controls. So the ending, the the cathartic ending is that somehow he breaks the collar. Maybe Brother Blood helps him. I was about to say, does Brother Blood get what's coming? Because at this point you hate both the villains and you feel sorry for Lobo. Because they're both assholes. Yeah, but but you feel... Lobo never gets the reward in the end either. He just beats the crap out of both of them and it's like, you should not have involved me in this ever. I'm out. Yeah. Okay, so then pitch to the writer. So he's doing everything. He's walking through Beaten Hive. At this point, uh, Mad Mod has turned from, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't want to die to, I've got the upper hand. So he gets that cockiness Mm -hmm. to him. He takes off the thing, beats the shit out of Mad Mod. Brother Blood basically laughs, turns to him and asks for his reward. No, you were just trying to kill me. Beats the shit out of him and then bounces. So you split it up a little bit. You, You get the satisfaction of both of them getting their butts just... Like a separate story arc almost. Oh, you know what? Rather than just the collar, I'd make the whole like taming of Lobo like a clockwork, a giant clockwork orange analogy where he's like oh, programming Using him his illusions and shit? With the, uh, like, you know, doing like the clockwork orange yeah. thing where he's making him watch the videos yeah. and like subliminally programming uh, Lobo. But in the end, Lobo wins out. He beats the program. You could, even, the shit you out could of even do the really corny like on stage leash like you know with the naked girl from clockwork orange you put like i don't know something he can beat up or something lobo loves and he just cowers from it uh, the comic want... would be called a clockwork lobo <laughs> yes a, a clobo work or no yours is better okay i bail on mine i like that i could see that i've never actually read a lobo story but that makes me want to mm. all right we're holy shit that was another I, I just feel like we're not talking for that long, but we've that was another 15 minutes that just zoomed by. We've given about 15 minutes per story. I think All that's right. good. We'll do one more each speed. All speed right? round, okay. Yeah, you just you, you get an idea. Uh, All right. Hero first. Hero first. No, no, I'm drawing. I'm drawing. Oh, you're drawing. I'm drawing. Yes, Come right. on, man. We've got to go back, back and forth. Back. Come on, something non-DJ. It's DJ! We've been keeping a real DC. You know, I won't even read it. I'll put one more draw. Redraw. Yeah, it's been all DC so far. They're both DJ, so I've got no choice. Superman. Okay, okay. Easy. Easy. All right. Do a speed story here. Yep, Superman's easy. Uh, Let's get something villain. Come on, Red Skull. 
That's DJ. I'm going for another one. No Marvel here. DJ again. Okay. Legion of Doom. Okay, yeah. This is a very, like, classic setup here. This story's been made. Oh, I'm sure. All right. Uh... No, but I've got the condition an idea. can make it interesting. I've already got an idea. Let's see what this does to me. DJ, what is going on, DJ? This is what happens. Hey, I got you, one of your conditions. This is what happens when you play. Uh, when you when you play the odds, it's not yeah. just because it's a one in two chance of drawing the other. It doesn't mean All right, So, which condition did you get? Death story. Oh, either the hero or villain. So, so when, since you got Legion of Doom, it could be any member of the. So Legion this of is Doom. speed round. So you're gonna time me. Ready? So you look at the clock. Okay. It's at fifty-two something. You know, minutes. Five minutes. We're okay. done. So, yep. Death story, Legion, Doom, Superman. All right. I'm going to do this one as a Elseworld story, which... Makes sense. Now they're calling it, like, DC Dark or something like that. But So this is not in continuity. Elseworld stories usually end with someone dying. Exactly. Usually the world. So, so we're going to take this one to, uh, which is actually common in comics right now, post-apocalyptic. Legion of Doom 1. Legion of Doom 1, and they during this whole fight and all that stuff, we can do a very... Dr. Manhattan's style approach. So you get flashbacks. Fight, fight, fight. For some reason, Superman's not to be found. Fight, fight, fight. Everybody's losing all this stuff. You get one flashback scene of the Trinity, Batman and Wonder Woman, standing there with Superman, hmm. fighting the, the good fight, fighting... This is, like, early on in the fight, too. And Batman dies, which is heresy for me to say. Okay. I don't like this, but I'm just roll with me here, okay? Batman dies, and Superman loses his composure while losing his composure wonder woman still fighting trying to talk him down also dies so now you've got the single member of the trinity standing there all the other heroes are still there you know uh, justice league and titans and all these good people are still fighting and superman pulls a dr manhattan you know this war i've we've been fighting for years you know we've been going against these villains forever and there never seems to be anything and you finally taken what's most important to me so this is the superman loses his cool story yeah this is him like fine i'm done and he takes off yeah it just flies at this point we don't know uh, hopefully i get there and oh god hopefully i get there in time flies away legion of doom kills everyone just wipes it all out uh i'm not even gonna do an age of ultron style of like heroes in hiding kills them all okay they even start killing villains they just decide you know what we finally have total domination there's no such thing as good and bad it's us very Nazi-ish. They take over the world. And because they're idiot villains, they do not run a very good world. So, you know, it's run down. I'm guessing it's probably, like, broken up, like, different regions have yeah, different villains. Like, Lex has America. But... Yes. Resources are scarce. And the Legion of Doom is in a sort of, like, United Nations-esque approach. Mm-hmm. And they start and they start disagreeing on everything. Of course. Uh, so as, there, as that turmoil... So you've got, what, Solomon Grundy, you've got... Uh, Lex Luthor, you've Brainiac. got Brainiac. Um, I think Gorilla to... Grodd's on there. Yep. Has yeah. uh, Eobard Thawne ever a part of that? Oh, it almost seems like it'd have to be, but... It's fine, we don't have time to research. So <laughs> they're all doing that, and they're running the country, and this whole time you find out that Superman was basically searching for another planet. He was searching for a... Re- and he can't, can't go that far. Has to stick around a yellow sun. So... He's just searching for a planet that will accept him and he doesn't have to deal with this bullshit. Well, guess what? He doesn't find one, at least not within his his range. So he comes back and when he lands, to him, because of the speed that he travels and all that, it feels like it was, you know, like he, in his head, it was basically a Sunday stroll to calm down. 
mm-hmm. but in reality, years have gone by. Mm-hmm. Lands, they see this all around. Turns out when he lands, alarms across the globe are just like, oh shit, Superman's back. They were aware. They knew he wasn't yeah, gone yeah. forever, uh, which invokes a one-on-one stuff. So Superman being Superman is able to go to each of them directly. He doesn't wait for the Legion of Doom to get back together. He goes to each one of them directly, beating the shit out of all of them. Just like, all right, boom, Gorilla Grodd punches him out. Boom, Solomon Grundy, you're done. Boom, uh, you know, shows up at Lex Luthor. Classic Lex Superman uh, dialogue back and forth. I knew you were coming back, but I already won. I always knew I'd win. Yada, you get yada. a little bit of philosophical, like take a look at the world you've abandoned, Superman. Yeah, you can make him try to turn Superman. And Superman head goes like, "You mean the world you ruined, Lex?" Oh God, that's so good. And he he like tries to break Superman's brain, but at this point, Superman's already he he's set on what he's gonna do. So then you have an ultimate fight. You know, super suit Lex, Kryptonite, all the good stuff that usually mm-hmm. happens in a fight, and it ends with riots around the globe everyone realizing the legion you know of who's left the population is dramatically smaller mm-hmm. realizing they're no longer under anyone's control but because this is one of the darker the elseworld stories superman kills lex luther and everybody sees it lex wa- this so lex wins in this story it's not a happy mm-hmm. ending lex during this big final fight has cameras broadcasting to everything on the globe and you get to watch Superman lose his cool, but in a way that is not, I'm abandoning you, in a way of, I'm finally getting you out of it. You know, Batman, Joker style of, of ultimate good against you. Kills Lex Luthor, whole world sees it, Superman realizes what he's done, and he flies into a black hole. Now, you don't have to show him flying into a black hole, that's a little on the nose, but he clearly can't stay here. Coming back was the worst, worst decision ever. You play that psychological game of him up, and he abandons. And that's time. Boom. That was just about on time. Mm. Okay. That was, you know what? I got very lucky with those picks. Yeah. I might not get so, I, I want to see if I can get some of your picks. At least. Yeah. Um, just reach around. You know what? Use that tactile response. I'm just kidding. Draw anything. I think this is That is yours. mine. All right. All right. Let's get some Marvel up in here. So my hero is the Punisher. All right. That's a good one. I mean, it could be a good one because there's some villains that this could be. It could be really I mean, weird. no matter what, it could be Punisher a good one. versus Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shoots him in the head. Nothing happens. End uh, of story. Another one of yours. Uh, Marvel only. Versus the Green Goblin. Ooh, that's actually a real that's good a story. That's a great one. Yeah. They're both merciless. Well, you, you know, Norman Osborn. I wrote Green Goblin, but... Okay. All right, get in there. And there's one I want to see of mine. I mean, I'm sure you have some good ones, too. I think this one might be yours. That's mine. It's Clean Edges. New Power Discovery. So this is weird. Because neither of them have superpowers. So one of them could discover that they have a superpower. One of them has to discover it. It's on the card, baby. You could do that any way you want. All right, so quick lay down. We didn't do this for mine, but that's not important. We know a lot about these characters to just roll into it. Frank Castle has a personal vendetta against villains, and he's obviously okay to kill. Master of weaponry. Any weapons. He's That's him. Green Goblin does have... It depends on the story, but at times, enhanced strength, intelligence... Kind of a split personality craziness sort of thing. I think that was just the movie, not the point. Um, agility. He's got all of his glider and all this good stuff as well. So one of them has to gain a power. You know what? Go. I'm on it. I got the time. All right. Uh, this could be a what if. Okay. Um, so you would do this. Is that what Marvel calls theirs? They call them what ifs. Sorry, so not to waste your time. Yeah. Uh, Norman. O- basic premise. Norman Osborn is president of the United States. Of course. Punisher needs to assassinate the president of the United States. Of course, sure. 
Right. Um, no, I'm going to get a new power in here. I'm going to get a new power in here. Sorry, sorry. Um, Punisher um, has difficulty doing this because the other heroes uh, kind of have, like, they're at a catch-22. Like, Spider-Man hates the fact that uh, Osborne is the president of the United States, mm. but he also has to protect the public order. So there's, like, you know, kind of, there's kind of a tear in the superheroes. Like, we need to do something about this. What do we do? The Punisher's like, I know what we do. And um, that's actually very common in comics, so that that works. You know, like, do we fight with the law or do we fight with what's right? You know, yeah. So Punisher goes to uh, goes to a, a try attempts to assassinate Osborne, okay. but he gets stopped. Okay, and he gets thrown in jail. At which point he is approached by, ooh, let's say. Gotta keep it close. Punisher, I gotta I gotta keep it in like the, the New York area. Yeah, you gotta keep it basically in New York. Oh, but I can. Oh. Doctor Strange <laughs> based in New York. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Doctor Strange is like, hey, you have a problem with this? I have a problem with this too. I have something I could teach you. Mm. Oh oh <laughs> shit, you're turning him into a wizard? Turning okay, Punisher sorry, sorry. into a wizard. Okay, sorry, go go. Sorry, I won't talk. I I, I know how we could undo this. So like it basically turns into an arc of uh, Doctor Strange trying to teach the Punisher magic, but also to like b- to get rid of Osborne specifically, but to try to do it in such a way where it's not going to shake everything up. Okay. Because there are there are ways that it could be done cleanly. But now the Punisher the Punisher does this to eventually get at uh, Osborne, but now he's the Punisher empowered by magic, and he starts using it to oh. pursue his own crusade. Oh, I love that. Also, in the portals in the movie, they can sever arms and stuff, so he could just be going nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, he takes down Oz... Like, Doctor Strange loses control of the Punisher, because okay. the Punisher, now armed with magic, pursuing his own vendetta, like, what what do you do to stop that? And it basically becomes a, a thing where the Punisher just starts killing his way through the... Because this is a what-if, so he yeah. just starts killing his way through the Marvel Universe. Okay, so do you have uh, do you have the president die quick? Is that like a... Hey, here's the whole story, but then no, the no, 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 no. One or two, you're Osborne like, oh, is like Osborne is like the final boss. Like he has to, he has to make his way there. But he's doing. Can I pitch a story? So you have oh shit, no, it takes it out of the universe. Just kidding. Sorry, you go, you go. I was gonna say you could use another sorcerer on like Osborne's like a contracted sorcerer. Doctor Doom learns the way of sorcery at some points, but that's pulling too far from other comics. So you got to keep it close. I mean, you could also have... Osborne has resources of his own. Yeah, he could start sending Venom and... and Osborne could... I mean, even without that, Osborne could figure out that the Punisher is now a sorcerer. He could capture someone and force them to teach him, or he could figure it out on his own because he's Osborne. He's super smart. Yeah, he's Norman Osborne. Okay. Okay. I can dig it. I can dig it. That's a cool way to give him powers. I'll give you that. So Punisher with portals is cool. At the end, it ends up with Sorcerer Punisher versus Sorcerer President Osborne. (laughs) So they both got a new power. Yes. (laughs) The craziest thing, a panel I would love to see from that 
is so the Punisher's with the guns and stuff. Him just making portals by you know of people, so he's just shooting through portals instead of like building towers. I could see that, and at, like there's definitely like a panel where he like unloads like an assault rifle and throws it away, pulls out a portal and pulls out another <laughs> one, <laughs> like ultimate ammunition because he's just reaching into other people's stockpiles or his own. And like that's cool. Osborne is the Green Goblin is like flying his glider through portals and like oh. throws a pumpkin bomb through a portal, another one opens up and it appears behind the punisher and oh, you could even do like uh magic bullets and like magic shields and magic hand-to-hand combat oh that would be nuts but ultimately they kind of like destroy everything in their okay. conflict so it's a what so. if so you've got less than a minute it's a what if how do you end it like what's the very like final page punisher stands triumphant over a ruined uh like a ruined Washington DC. Like he stands at the top of the white house. It's in ruins. The Washington monument is crumbled and the Punisher just like lights up a cigarette with magic. Oh yeah. Boof. It just lights it up and walks away. Okay. Okay. That's the end of it. That's five minutes. That's a cool story. All right. So now we're, we're at the end of the episode. We're going to have, I want the five people I know who listen to this and the 10 people who I don't know to just text me. Jake, I want to know what he thinks is the coolest. Anyone else who listens to it at work. Jeff, I want to know what he thinks is the coolest. And Patrick, I want to know how accurate we were. Well, <laughs> we were probably very, especially in the last stories. Yeah, we, we were probably got a little squirrely on it, but that's okay. We're the writers, no worries. <laughs> All these characters started somewhere. Someone gave them what they have. We're just running with it. What was your favorite story? I like the Captain Boomerang one. The first one? The Boomerang yeah. Shazam one? I like the Boomerang Shazam one. Uh, I don't know how well it works with continuity. That's the one I'm pretty iffy on, but... Yeah, or even, like, accuracy of characters at all. But, uh, okay. The Boomerang Captain one, uh, what was your your first one? Um, uh, Clockwork Lobo. <laughs> yeah, Lobo. That one, honestly, was the biggest reach, I felt like. like that one We was had to tough. really reach for that, though, because that Lobo, tough. that's a huge power mismatch. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh... Then I had uh, Superman Legion, and you had... Honestly, I think my Superman Legion one was the one I liked the most. If I could go more in-depth with that. I feel like that one fits very well with the continuity, and you have some really good Superman Lex Luthor stuff going on as well. I feel like what... So Superman's always played up as the... He's he's more human than any of us, despite not being a human. You know, Mm -hmm. he's he's perfect. He's hope. He's power. He's the embodiment of, like, everything you want to protect you. But what happens when he can't like what happens if he if he just can't and if mentally he finally has had enough that's really interesting to me it's hmm. kind of like my batman story i, pre- I think right, I told right. you about the retirement of batman yeah that you had in their uh first um comic book creation yeah but i had you know spoiler if you haven't heard that one i had him die in the end so this one's a little different this one just shows superman just like i could do this anytime i want why would I, why did i hold off for so long you're all dead people are like oh fuck if superman's willing to do this and we've already been enslaved for years. What's left? It's a very bleak ending. Yes. But that's that's my favorite story. DC tends to go a lot more bleak with it, though. So that, yeah, that they sense. can. They definitely can. And they're, they're Elseworld stories. I mean, shit, the killing joke is one of the most de- fucking depressing things in the world. Mm-hmm. And the end of it, I read uh, Alan Moore, actually, it was implied, but not necessary for interpretation. Batman kills the Joker at the end. Yeah, the the way the last panel is done, yeah. it kind of just goes like Batman is just laughing. He finally goes, starts laughing to a joke, and it goes off screen, and you don't see what happens, but it has like a color splash that could be interpreted as blood. Yeah, and it, I think it says so. It's ha 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 ha, and then black panel. 
I think you hear crack or snap. I think it says crack. I can't remember. Um, we'll double check that. I might be wrong. Uh, but that was actually screw that. We have the internet. I can check it right now. Mm. What? See, that's what I never understood. I listen to a lot of podcasts uh, about you know. This oh, I mean, it takes other. a little bit of time to just get up the internet and do tip, 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 tip. tip. I know, but we, I have the computer, my phone, and my iPad. I feel like I should just already be faster to respond although that kind of takes the whimsy out of a conversation doesn't it oh maybe a little bit if you're always people could write in and be like oh you idiots shazam hasn't been billy batson since the 1960s (laughs) that's true that that was specifically the very first character uh so the very end i've already found it i'm scrolled to the end the very last panel besides all this extra stuff that i don't care about and that's not actually from the killing joke it's the anniversary edition uh it's it's uh, ha ha, excuse me, ha ha, Batman gets one laugh. Then they both just start ripping into laughter. And then it cuts away. Nope, to it the, just cuts away. Okay. It cuts away to the rain. But, but the final image is Batman holding the Joker by almost the neck, laughing. Right. And then it cuts away and it's ambiguous what happens to yeah. either Batman or the Joker. You can see both of their feet in the panel there. Standing close to each other. See that one right there and that mm-hmm. one right there. Okay. So it doesn't actually do that. See? corrected it already i don't have to I don't but the ambiguity of that is talked about quite a bit so. yes uh anyways that that's what i was going for i like i like the darker endings all of my stories besides my dr strange story from that podcast have been relatively on the darker side of things that was a weird i don't know i'm what pretty happened. sure there actually was an arc in uh marvel that is canon where uh, norman osborne becomes president of the united yep. states yeah so. i think lex has been president before as well so that making him the leader of a country was or a continent was pretty pretty easy to do. But I, I do feel like that the, the story I had was a very Punisher sort of oh, story. Because yeah. Punisher tends to end with him burning everything and Dude, standing over the wreckage. Punisher warping reality and jumping place to place and like conjuring fire is a pretty cool image that I would like to see. Mm. Like freaking he's walking down the street and some guy's talking trash to him and they know he's the Punisher. So they go to walk away. Portal opens in front of his face and it's just a pistol. <laughs> Poof gone like that's it and that would be amazing to see yeah okay that one that's a the 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 speed round are my two favorite stories Mm -hmm. without a doubt i like my first one but the speed round are my two favorite uh otherwise that wraps it up uh i know me and dj usually have been doing our movie reviews and we are coming back to that in full effect next time with the hottest of hot takes on my one of my favorite superhero movies batman vs superman and I haven't seen it. I just know which what... the fact that you haven't seen it blows my mind. But I, I, I know what people know about that movie. There's a, yes. there's a lot of it, it's a big cultural thing, much like you said with yeah. Star Wars. Only the culture around this seems to be a lot more negative <laughs> than different. it is with Star Wars. So with all those movies that people either love or hate, you can come into them jaded. Mm-hmm. I am going to do my best to lead you into this movie jaded that it's going to be good. I'm going to try my best to be objective about it. I'm going to evaluate it as a movie. I love that movie and we are watching the theatrical cut which will hopefully that everyone says that's better hopefully will bode more well but that is probably well, we're watching the theatrical cut or the director all right cut sorry, sorry, sorry. the extended cut okay yep. okay I, I meant i don't know why i said that yes the extended cut but that'll be next time probably a little ways away next time you hear me introduce some sort of doctor variation of a introduction you'll know that we're talking bbs uh otherwise this has been men in the machine i'm kevin i'm dj Thanks for listening.